There were two episodes on the Dr. Phil show in the Summer Wells case. Both Don and Candace Wells were on the show, as well as two guys from the behavior panel, Scott Rouse and Greg Hartley. Now, the first episode featured Scott and Greg, and the other episode had Candace and Don on. In this video, I'll be talking about part one, and in the next one, we'll talk about part two. But even in part one, there was some pretty eye-opening things. And usually we see Dawn doing a lot of the talking throughout these past five months since Summer has been missing. She went missing on June 15th of 2021. And he's been doing most of the interviews in all these five months. But now we start to see Candace and uh, it's a big one because it's not just making a statement. She's being asked some pretty hard questions. So let's talk about this. Um, Candace opens up in part one and she starts talking about how you know, her and Summer had a great day. They went swimming, running errands, planting flowers. And it also opens up with Dawn saying, you know, on June 15th, it was just a regular day, but he worked late. Now I actually transcribed part of this just so we can really see what she's saying. So she says, we just finished planting flowers and then Summer was putting the rocks on top and then she got a piece of candy from Grandma and then she asked to go back into the house with the boys while well, she walked right into the house. After Summer went inside, I walked back over here to my mom's camper and I fixed my mom's knee brace when she was sitting right here in the doorway and I told my mom that I have to go back in with the kids. And she said, for the brace, it took all of two to three minutes. She said, after I came into the house, I asked the boys where she was and they said she went downstairs to play in the playroom. I come into the playroom to look. I even looked under the bunk beds. And then she said she hollered for her and then she couldn't find Summer. Now, one of the things that I noticed right away, uh, if you've seen my previous videos, you'll know that I did a few timelines. And in one point, Candace actually said that she did a bunch of loads of laundry. And I noticed that this was absent in the Dr. Phil show. Now, I'm not sure if it was edited out, if she said it, but that's an important point. Candace and Summer were supposedly back just after 3 p.m. and the call didn't go until 5.30. So there is a two and a half hour gap, maybe even two hour gap. So it's interesting here that there was no mention of the laundry, just something to note. Now, Don chimed in on the special and said that at 5.30 he called, you know, they couldn't find Summer. He said that he was driving fast. We've heard this you know, throughout these past five months, he passed cars on a double road and he said as soon as he pulled up, he saw neighbors coming towards his boys and he said, my heart knew that she was abducted. And so Dr. Phil said that both Candace and Don wanted to come on the show to prove the naysayers wrong, aka the online bullies wrong, that they didn't have anything to do with Summer's disappearance. So they sat down with Greg Hartley and Scott Rouse from the behavior panel and it was interesting because Dr. Phil said how Greg is, looks for motivation when he questions people and Scott is, it's more of a biological response. And Dr. Phil called them human lie detectors. But Scott and Greg right away said that there's differences in both Candace and Dawn and in their discomfort and being uncomfortable due to stress. And I did see that in the show. So they obviously said they look for a baseline from speech patterns and movement. Dr. Phil said right away that Candace did not want to be interviewed and was very, very resistant, but then she agreed to come on the show. And Dr. Phil said that he's been 
um, part of dozens and dozens of missing children cases. And he said parents are typically willing to do whatever it takes to rule them out. He says they will say, I, I want to do everything and anything, polygraphs, DNA, whatever. So you can stop looking at me and start looking, you know, somewhere else. So he brought up a point saying, you know, why was there such reluctance? And uh, I believe it was either Scott or Greg. I think it was Scott that said because they have a history with law enforcement. might have been Greg. So in it, they didn't play the whole thing. Now, I did see a while back, I don't, I think maybe a month or two back, that the behavior panel um, uploaded the YouTube video of the questioning of Dawn. Uh, so they did play clips in this. However, the stuff that we've seen in that special with Candace is brand new to me anyways. I didn't see that before. Scott asks Dawn, is there anything about Candace's story that makes you question the story? And here is his response. And I did it verbatim as well, just so you could see what he says. And I know you could see it on the behavior panel as well, but sometimes it's uh, interesting when you take and extract the words and say it, you know, by somebody else. So the question is, anything about Candace's story that makes you question the story? He says, no, not the way it played out and everything like that. I mean, yeah, you always have questions and I ask myself, and uh, but the way that it happened and her motions and her state of mind, you can see that there's no answer to that. And in that clip, I think Don does have questions and he does not want to say it. Um, I mean, that looks obvious to me. Let me know your thoughts below. So Scott says, well, what were the questions that you had? And Don says, I mean, I am not, I don't really have any. I mean, I question, I, I don't really have questions. I mean, and so Dr. Phil chimes in and he says, you know, I've been involved with interrogation and deception things as well. And he says, from a psychological standpoint, he said yes twice and no four times, stammering and stuttering all over the place. And the behavior panel says, well, he edits and speaks and edits and speaks and never finishes a sentence. So Dr. Phil says, well, there aren't versions of the truth here. And Scott says, well, we were under the impression at this point that he's holding information. Then Dr. Phil, he just says, you know, I'm interested in this story and finding this little girl. He says there's answers that need to be found. Summer deserves that. He says if Summer has been abducted and she's somewhere, I want to find her. If her life has been taken, then we need to know that answers need to be found. She deserves that. And Dr. Phil says it's clear to me that he's editing. He's holding something back and he has knowledge or something. And what does he know that he's not telling us? Now, the next question posted on is, what do you say to somebody who says, no, you're involved, your family is involved, how do you respond to that? And the behavior panel is expecting something different, but he said, well, for three months, I spent on the phone for three months. I accepted every friend request there was. People want, well, I'm your friend, I'm your family, we're here for you and we're here for you. And you know, though, for three months, I stayed on the phone day and night trying to find my baby because I was figuring you, well, Facebook's the best tool possible to help find her. And, uh, but there's this group on Facebook combating us the same whole time. And we don't know who this group is or what they're up to. They spent a couple moments talking about, you know, is this redirecting or is he concretely answering because he misunderstood or he's, you know, yeah, he's understanding that question differently. 
So the expectation from Greg said, you know, he didn't say no, that he's not part of it. He went off on this three-month thing, but he could be thinking about, you know, all the online bullies, and that's where he's getting that from. And at that point, the behavior panel also said that initially they thought he was deceptive. Uh, they said there's two indicators that the blink rate went through the roof at that point when he was talking. He says, but they said, but either it's trying to think through something or it's of something of stress. And Scott asks, do you know where summer is? Don says, I don't know. I wished I did. He says, do you have any earthly idea what happened to her? No, I wished I did. Do you think Candace had anything to do with anything? He closes his eyes and says pretty quickly, nah. He says it pretty quickly. And they asked, and you think what might have happened to her was what? And Dawn says she was kidnapped. Now this is interesting to me because of the way the questions were asked, in what order? Because right prior to this, they asked, do you think Candace had anything to do with anything? And he closes his eyes, says pretty quick, nah. And, this, and you think what might have happened to her was what? And Dawn says she was kidnapped. Now Greg says, when he says kidnapped, I associate kidnapping because of my background with trading the person back for something. If that's the case, then it has meaning. If it's just he uses words interchangeably, then it has no meaning. Now this is really interesting too because we've heard Dawn say abducted. I don't think I've ever heard Dawn say kidnapped. I think it's always been abduction, I think, uh, right from the beginning. However, in here, it was a different word. And they talked about that, how he's never said that before. I don't think I've heard him say kidnapped either. I think it was always abducted. Now, what's also interesting is that Greg was talking about associating kidnapping with trading a person back for something. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I would use the word abducted or kidnapped if that were me and that something happened, you know, uh, in in uh, my circumstance but the important thing is is how Don says it if he says abducted 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 and then they use this interesting order of questions and then said kidnapped I would have loved to have them talk about the order because they said the order first uh, with Candace do you think Candace had anything to do with it followed up with and you think what might have happened to her was what? And he said the word kidnapped. Uh, now, I don't know. Uh, this is going to be interesting to find out more about this. I have yet to see part two. So just an FYI, if it's been said in part two, I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to focus on part one first. But they did say this is the first time he had ever used that word. He typically uses the word abducted, which it's true. Greg says that the word kidnapped is transactional. That's a guilty language thing that we collectively look for in the business. He says guilty knowledge means something. And then he mentioned about, you know, being suspicious of him, of course. He says, and we developed a relationship with him, meaning Don, that caused the second interview to occur. And they talked about how Don is cooperating and Dr. Phil says sometimes to his detriment. So then it was Candace's turn to sit down and she initially refused to do this, but then she agreed. And right away in the segment, when Candace first sat down, she was already crying. So we don't know what was asked prior to this. Greg asks, did you do anything to Summer? She says emphatically, no. Do you know what happened to Summer? No. And then he says, do you know who took Summer? And then she 
shook her head. She didn't say anything. And then she finally spits it out and says, no, very quietly. And Scott says this is a hesitation and a weak no. He says he calls it fading facts. And then Greg asks, anybody in your family involved with this? And she says, not that I'm aware of, no. And then Greg says, and you know people are always going to point their fingers to people closest to somebody. It's just the nature of how it goes. What do you got to say to those people? She says, I don't know what to say, but they're wrong. Greg says, why are they wrong? She says, because I had nothing to do with this. Then Greg, Dr. Phil and Scott go back and they look at Candace's answers. And they talked about the third answer is very distinct. She had shakes without saying anything. And Greg said at that point he wanted to push and go a little harder. The question was, is there any reason anyone near you would want to hurt you or your kids? She says, not that I'm aware of. What do you think should happen to someone that did this? The person that did this, what do you think should happen to them? She closes her eyes and says, put away for the rest of their lives. She closes her eyes again. She says, I mean, they should be tormented, I think. And again, Scott talked to Dr. Phil and was saying, you know, don't answer Dr. Phil, but what would you say about somebody if they stole your child? And Dr. Phil was saying, well, you know, it's not going to be good. Let me alone in a room with them. And Scott says, yeah, it'd be extremely graphic. So they did say that there was some eye blocking or escaping. She didn't want to be there by closing her eyes. And they said that it is very different. And that's what Dr. Phil said. Here is here. What you get is very different than a natural reaction. So when I saw it, it was like, you know, oh dear, because she did close her eyes um, in that manner and then she was trying to spit it out. But at the same time, maybe she's careful saying, you know, I don't want to say that because I don't want to look, you know, bad. But it could be a couple things. But Greg made a really good point. He said, usually people will jut their chin out and, you know, very um, convicting, I guess is the word, or very prominently saying, you know, here's what I would do. Like, you know, they would get upset and, and do that. So there was a couple things that were red flags to them. Now, the next clip that they pay, played after the commercial break, Candace was already very emotional um, when they talked about this next bit. And she actually was visibly upset to the point where she just kept her eyes closed. So I don't even know what the question was before that, but she just kept them closed. And Don was sitting beside her the whole time. He was very calm. Greg asks, guys who run organized crime around you, are you worried about them at all? And Don answers, well, they questioned him and he has an alibi, you know, but you know. And Greg asks, what about those fellas that live around there in the cornbread mafia? And Don kind of chuckles at this point, kind of like, is this a joke? That's what it seemed like to me at, at first. He's cornbread mafia. He said, I had no idea. I heard about some hillbilly type stuff and everything, you know. And Candace, when that question was asked, that was a giant red flag. She said she immediately and instantly, she just instantly cries more. You could see her close her eyes and then she just grimaces and starts bawling. And Dawn is rubbing her back at this point. It was like they that one word either sent crazy fear in her about it or there's something more. It's, it, it didn't look good. And they did say it could be fear, it could be guilt, could be both. So that's very interesting. To me, this was the biggest moment um, for Candace. 
But Dawn says in a soothing voice, just hang on a minute because she's so upset. She's closing her eyes and she's trying to get her microphone off. She just wants out. She couldn't get out of there fast enough and says, I just want this off me. She's crying. She's trying to take the microphone off, like I said, and she just like, she just could not get out of there fast enough and still has her eyes closed. It's take this off of me. Now, Dr. Phil says this is significant for many reasons. He starts recapping so far what has happened in this episode, you know, or, or going through this. That day, she said, he said she talked about Summer. She's talked about her disappearance. She's talked about looking for her, being gone, her room, her toys, and held her toys and, you know, looking at the bed and she's not there. And he says she's looked at many triggers after triggers after triggers and she hasn't shed a tear. But then she was asked about the cornbread mafia and he says this is a colloquial term for an organized grassroots crime syndicate in Tennessee. And he says then she just, you know, loses it. And Greg says, you know, within seconds she has this reaction and he said um, she would think, hey, this isn't good. And he says there's emotions there that most likely shouldn't be there. He says, we know she is feeling pain. She is feeling emotion here that we didn't see anywhere else in the story. And then they talked about fear, guilt, fear, and guilt. But Dr. Phil goes on to say, at this point, she wants out. She came there to help find her daughter, but you raised the stakes to the point that forget about my daughter, I want out of this room. And then you, it flashes back to Candace again, and she says, I can't do this. And Dawn says, they're trying to help. And she goes, well, it's not helping me. And she's crying. And this is where Dr. Phil says, forget about my daughter. I want out of this room. And Dawn is consoling her, and he says, you know, calm down for a little bit. She says, no, I want to go outside. He says, these are tough questions. She says, no, I'm being interrogated again, and I don't want to. And this whole time, her eyes are still closed this entire time, which is that blocking like Scott was mentioning. Dawn says, you're not being interrogated. And Candace says, yes, I am. I want to go home. She gets up, she takes off her microphone and walks out. And you can hear Dawn whisper sorry to them. Now, Greg makes a point about Dawn and he says, Dawn looks oblivious to all this. He's trusting us and paying attention to us. She's not. And when he they said Cornbread Mafia, that was the interesting part because he kind of looked up like, what, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know what that's all about. It's interesting. Now, and Greg also made an interesting point. And Scott, they were talking about, you know, when you feel like you're being threatened, your neck drops and she was protecting the neck. And he said, and there was eye statements, chin down. And then he said, pre-confession body will open up. And he says, and that's when we close. And he said, we wondered, he did it like that. Like we wondered if she was going to do that. So oh, that was a major point, a major point in this. In the next segment, they talked about the home and Candace refused Dr. Phil's crew to go into the house. They only allowed them actually to go into the basement. So the upper floor, no, but the lower floor, yes. And then they cleaned first. Dr. Phil started talking about Candace, her story of what happened when Summer went missing. But he says, I have to tell you that it's inconsistent with everything that I'm seeing. So he's referring to when she said she walked Summer to the door, told them to you know, look after Summer and then go back when this isn't, you know, a daily occurrence. We talked about this a little bit before because I thought, I don't know if, you know, as a mom who's who's pretty um, relaxed, 
who would do that and walk her right to the door. So it is interesting. We talked about this before. And Dr. Phil says, everything I'm seeing tells me she's not a hypervigilant mom. I have a hard time believing that she would walk her up the stairs and hand her off lovingly to three babysitting brothers. He says, go back and help her mother and be back inside in two to three minutes calling for her daughter. He says the timeline doesn't work for it. And he even said, I don't believe the call was in within two to three minutes of her going missing. He did get a few things a little bit off because I know Candace said two to three minutes to get the brace on. Uh, there's a little bit of discrepancy, but uh, overall, it is, it is the same kind of bottom line. He said, or that she would call Don and given Don's history with law enforcement, that his reaction wouldn't be to call the cops. Now, I'm not sure about that. He's the expert on that. So he did say not saying anyone is involved. He says, it just doesn't add up and I need more information. Don't we all? So in the second episode, then Candace and Don are actually at the Dr. Phil show and then they will have um, a chance to talk and set the record straight. Dr. Phil posed the question, will she stay? There's some very important questions he's asked. And he also said that Scott and Greg will reveal their theory. So again, I haven't seen part two, but here's part one and what happened. I know many of you don't have access to the Dr. Phil show, so I did my best in relaying exactly what happened. And the stunner for me, uh, you can let me know in the comments below, was this cornbread mafia. I'd love to know more about it. I did read what the cornbread mafia, a little bit of it uh, in the Wikipedia, but it started a long time ago and they were talking, I believe it was Kentucky. So we're talking about Tennessee. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know if this term translates to different cr crime rings in Tennessee and not just having to do with drugs, which it was a marijuana kind of operation back then. So if you know that, let me know in the comments below. Give me some idea of what this is all about and maybe we can have a little more insight as to why Candace is so upset. I'd super appreciate it. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and don't forget to share this out. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.